0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: What a beautiful day
2: for horses in
0: the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Glenn the Geek somewhere on the East Coast.
2: And I am Karen Chatton from Gardnerville, Nevada. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 10th. This is episode 2743. Good morning, horse
3: world. When your start time's on Saturday and your finish time's on Sunday, and it doesn't get much better than best conditioned... And completing the challenge is the challenge. You're an endurance rider.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, to full disclaimer, we should be traveling somewhere on the East Coast. so We're recording this a couple of weeks ahead, but it is after Tevis. And Karen, if we didn't have the guest we have on today, nobody was ever going <laughs> to listen to the endurance episode ever again.
2: Probably not. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> there, nobody wanted to talk to the winner. Sorry. Thank <laughs> you. But, uh, you know, we've had him on before. We'll talk about who won and all that stuff here in a second. But everybody wanted to talk to Kyla. And they probably don't even know Kyla's first name, but they know Flash's name. And that's the little tiny eleven two hand hackney pony that rode. And I must have got 100 messages, because everybody knows I have a hackney, about this hackney pony riding (laughs) in Tevis. And, yes, I said to Karen, you better get that girl on, (laughs) because we're going to be in trouble. So we have her and her mom. And I'm so excited. Excited about that today. Also,
4: exactly yes, we it's it's
0: like teenager day, it's young kid day today uh, because we also have the FEI Endurance World Championship United States team for young riders and juniors that are heading over to the Netherlands to ride in the World Championship. We have Charlie on, Megan on, and Alex on. They're all heading over there, and uh, one of them is only fourteen, so it's quite an experience they're going to have riding in a World Championships in the Netherlands. So you have a packed show for us today. So let's get right on with it. Let's just talk. Let's talk about Tevis. Let's do some of the numbers and some of the stats this year. I know you were watching all day. So who won and what were your impressions this year?
2: Well, Jeremy Reynolds won writing treasured moments. Uh, Her name is Treasure.
0: Now, he didn't win by a little.
2: No, he was like an hour and 10 minutes ahead of second. (laughs) Uh, Right. And... This not only that, but this is an amazing horse he's riding. This horse went over to Italy just a couple of months ago. They didn't get to do the the wag because one of the horses tested positive for, I I forget what what it was, EHV or who knows. I honestly I don't remember. So they stayed, and a week later, Jeremy rode her in a another hundred that was like a pre-ride for the next big event and one on a hundred mile distance. And then the horse ships back to the United States travels across the country from Florida to Tevis and uh, wins Tevis
0: by an hour,
2: (laughs) by an hour. And this was, I believe Jeremy's fourth win on Tevis, but he's also finished second, third and fourth. So, um, you know, none of us are surprised when you know when we hear, "Oh yeah, Jeremy won another tep. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then when I saw uh, that, is this the longest distance win? You know, the from one to two.
2: It um, has to be up
0: there. I mean,
2: I it's got to be up there. Yeah. yeah, probably pretty. You know, and this year was extra challenging because we we had fire smoke. It was hot. Um, because of the drought, the trail was extra dusty. And, of course, for Jeremy, he probably doesn't have any dust in front of him, right. but everybody behind
0: him it's, does. It's like when you see the racehorses come in, and the one horse is completely clean because they led the whole way, and the rest of them are covered in mud. Yep.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, y- you know, so the trail is a little bit challenging, especially since the ride wasn't run last year because of COVID. So, uh you know, it probably was a little bit rougher, a little bit more dust, the fire smoke, the air quality. So it was a little bit, I mean, it was a pretty challenging year. Um, they had 133 start and only 63 finish. So like 70 horse, more horses pulled than finish.
0: But that's a forty-seven percent completion rate, if I remember right. Other years it runs what uh, around fifty to sixty.
2: Usually right around fifty, but yeah. it can fluctuate. I mean, I did it one year where only forty-three percent finished, and then some years fifty, you know, three or four or fifty-six percent have finished. But the average is usually right around about you know fifty-fifty. And I do want to mention the Hagen Cup went to Jay Marrow. Um, who is a veterinarian, writing Ozar Kaelina S.W.A., also known as Lena. And she finished in the top 10 writing with her daughter as well. They both finished in the top 10.
0: That was one. Well, obviously, we have a mother-daughter combination coming up uh, in a few minutes here on the show. So there were Mm -hmm. several of those this year.
2: Yes, they're, you know, Tevis is sort of a thing. It gets in the blood and it gets passed down from generation to generation.
0: <laughs> so we had 133 starts, 47 completed, and you had a couple oh, of guests on last month. Talk about them and how they did. Yeah,
2: 63 finished.
0: Oh, 63 Sorry. finished. Yeah, yeah 47 yeah. percent. Yeah, let's rate. not lower the. Sorry,
2: Sorry.
4: <laughs>
2: yes. So yeah, sadly, our our July guests were among the 70 that didn't earn a completion oh, unfortunately. No. Uh we had Andy on. It was his first Tevis. Uh and I was following him. He actually was running a really good ride time-wise. I mean, he was going through the checks. Everything was looking really great and then he pulled it chicken hawk, which that's a tough spot because it can be it, be the hottest part of the day and a little bit humid and it it'll um you know it's just unfortunate um and then john henry unfortunately he actually the horse finished the ride he was going for his sixth uh completion and he finished but he was over time
0: And, you know, he was the other horse everybody was looking at. They were looking at Flash the Hackney Pony, and Uh then John Henry was the one. And he's
2: a gated horse. Yeah,
0: everybody was talking about John Henry. Did they get held up at some point in the race? They
2: did, and quite a few people
0: got held up because of
2: a horse that had an issue going up one of the canyons and blocked the trail for a while, which was an unfortunate thing. Because, you know, once you get held up, it's not just the initial being held up. From then on, you often end up in a group or in yeah, a, you're bunched you know, up. and you're bunched up. So every check, every water stop, every whatever, it delays you another five minutes or another 10 minutes and all that adds up, you know? So when you're talking, you go over time by 20 minutes or whatever, you know, most, a lot of that can be attributed to, you know, you were held up in five or ten different spots for only five minutes at a time, and it adds up. And that's where, you know, Tevis is, there's so much strategy involved. Because a lot and of it's
0: single track, right? So it, you can't yes, pass. You
2: can't, <laughs> you can't pass. You can't get around other horses. You get stuck. And unfortunately, that's, you know, that's the name of the game. And actually, there were six riders that finished, but were over time at the end.
0: So it's not like uh, venting where if if there's an accident on course, they stop the time and then they pick up the time from, you know, when they start riding again. You can't very well do that with 100 people out on course.
2: Right. No, you've got they've got the cutoff time. It's 24 hours, period. Now, during the ride, they did extend the cutoff times at the vet checks by 20 minutes. So if. So that, that did give people the chance to make it up, and some could make it up because, you know, there were people that did and then did get a completion, but then others just couldn't. It was just, you know, just that extra little nudge, just too much. You well, know? and that's and where
0: the heat comes into play, too. It just, the
2: heat yeah. and all the other conditions and things that are going on and where you are in the pack and, and um, you know, it's... Um, it, it's, I I just, my, my heart broke for those people. I just felt so bad for them because, you know, they, they wanted to complete, I mean, they actually finished the whole course. They were just over time and it was like, oh man, because, you know, they put in so much work and effort. It's just
0: heartbreaking. Well, they can say they completed Tevis because they did complete it.
2: Well, they can they, say they finished. Finished, they yes. Yeah, yeah, they can say they finished, but a completion means in,
0: you in know, that they
2: did yeah. it in 24 hours. Hey, but if you yes, finish that
0: did, and you're riding in a horse and a saddle for 24 hours, I'm giving you m- my hat off anyway. <laughs> so, exactly.
4: Yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, so we're going to do this for everybody. That's for all of you. That's the audience that's not in the stands at the Olympics. They went and watched Tevis. Um, you can hear them clapping there. Well, biting insects are in full force, so check out the Rambo Protector Fly Sheet. The Rambo Protector is specifically designed to offer superior protection from both flies and sunlight. Unique patented self-repairing fabric is durable and breathable and made to last. The new hood shape has an improved fit and extended chest coverage, offering maximum protection against flies and insects. It offers 65% UV protection. It comes all the way down to the knee and has a supersized tail flap. The Rambo Protector is specifically designed to offer superior protection from both flies and sunlight. Made from unique, patented, and durable self-repairing fabric, this rug offers UV protection and is designed to last many seasons. You can find it at horseware.com. That's horseware.com. The Rambo Protector Fly Sheet. Let's go to Kristen at Distance Depot right away. Let's not waste any time. And then we're coming back. And yes, we're going to talk to Kyla and Natalie about the tallest and the smallest horse in the race.
2: Well, good morning, Kristen. Thank you for joining us. And I'm excited. Hi, to talk this morning to you. I know you've got, so many awesome things for the endurance rider. But this morning, I know we were planning on talking about your boots and your chaps and your gloves. So uh, give us a, a rundown on what you've got.
3: Okay. Um, so we have a whole page dedicated to the boots, the half chaps gloves, and spurs. So you can find that page on the left-hand side navigation menu. And once you arrive there, um, we have them all sort of grouped together. So it's easy to shop, hopefully. Um, We have the Ariat Terrain H2O, which is a popular endurance boot because it's waterproof, kind of like a little hiking boot by Ariat, but it has that awesome footbed um, that, you know, keeps your the balls of your feet from going numb. Certainly has helped me over the years. I always have ridden in an Ariat. I know there's all kinds of boots out there, but I just like the footbed. Um, and they fit my feet well. Um, we have women's sizes and men's sizes. So um, in that particular boot, so a boot for everyone, basically. We also have a lace-up boot by Ariat. Um, This is like a paddock boot and a zip paddock boot by Ariat. And then um, we offer a tall Dublin boot. So if you don't want to ride with half chaps or you just like the feel of a tall boot, that Dublin pinnacle boot that we have is a beautiful boot. I I love
2: those.
3: Yeah, I know a lot of the riders wear them. I, I wear mine about town because they're pretty snazzy, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I know a lot of riders ride in them. so And it's a waterproof boot as well, so some pretty nice boot options there. And then we get down to the half chaps, of which there are just a ton of different choices I think we have. Um, right now, we have a bunch from Horseware Ireland, which are really nice um, synthetic materials, but super lightweight and in different sizes, shorts and and talls, which is are really nice because sometimes half chaps are hard to make fit for some of us with bigger calves and and that sort of thing. So you can check those out. We have also the. Um, just chaps which are imported from England and there we have an air mesh which is really lightweight and meshy and perforated if you're riding through a lot of brush probably not the half chap for you but they also offer a cool half chap which is perforated as well has little teeny pinholes in it and it's um, a suede half chap too so a little more protection there for your legs if you're in and out of the the brush and, and probably won't tear as easily as that mesh might do. So if you do a lot of bushwhacking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, for gloves, we have lots of different options. We have an awesome glove by Ariat. It's called the Air Grip. And so it's really lightweight, super lightweight on the top and then has a nice suede palm, um, but keeps, helps keep you cool. And, of course, um, the Carrots line offers an ice-filled glove. So that glove actually works with your body's perspiration, um, and it's said to keep you up to 5 degrees cooler. So that's a pretty cool thing when it's super hot out. And then I have the old standbys, the SSG All-Weather Riding Glove for men and women, and then if you are a woman with a smaller size, we offer that as well. And those are washable, touchscreen-friendly Um, just a super all around glove. So, and of course on the page, lots of different spurs and some body glide, um, is on there as well. (laughs) So if you're having rubs from, from anything, the body glide is an awesome product too. And it works on your horse too.
2: (laughs) And you have winter gloves as well. I I see.
3: Of course. Sure. Yep, to help keep you warm, we have the SSG 10 Below Glove. Um, that's great in the winter when you're having to slop snow and ice out of water buckets and so on. But, um, yeah, some really nice winter options as well.
2: And I see you've got some water repellent. How would you yeah. use that?
3: Um, that's a spray. Um, and so you can do the water repellent is great for like raincoats or rain sheets. And you could also use it on your boots. So if you have a pair of H2O oh, cool. and you're cleaning them, yeah. So you can use that um, just to um, help with that, keep keep that water um, resistance, you know, going forward um, as you use the product. And it starts to, you know, if some of that wears off, you just spray that on and you're good to go again.
2: Okay. And how do people get in touch with you?
3: Um, they can find us at www.thedistancedepot.com or give us a call toll-free, 866-863-2349.
2: Great. Thanks, Kristen. Well, good morning, Kyla and Natalie. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're so excited to talk about your Tevis adventures. So, Natalie, Thank give us sure. give us a little rundown about your horses. That you wrote.
4: Well, I'll introduce mine, and then I'll let Kyla introduce hers. I have a sixteen-three American Saddlebred, five-gated horse that came from a show barn, Blue Haven Stables up in Washington. And he is everything everybody says should not be an endurance. He's calm. He's dangly. He looks like a giraffe on the trail. And most people wonder, what gait is he doing? <laughs> he's going to out but he's got heart. He's got spirit, and he loves. He, I think the biggest thing is he loves me. He loves to do whatever I ask, and he loves to be out there in the mountains. And so I think that's you know that sums him up. But everybody wants to hear about the pony. So Kylo, tell us about tell us about Flash.
1: Well,
5: Flash is an eleven two Hackney pony, and he has a lot of spirit in him. He <laughs> loves to play around, and he spooks at everything. He loves to do endurance. He loves to listen to me and do his job as long as it's me. Like, my sister can't ride him because he doesn't like to listen. And (laughs) for me, he's like, I'll listen to you. I'll follow you anywhere. And he still spooks at stuff, but he loves, he just loves to do it. I can tell. And he's got a lot of movement in his legs. And he, when I got him, my um, riding instructor Up in Washington bought him from I don't know who (laughs) and he was in a pasture for five years and we had to start breaking him and he used to be so scared of anyone or anything that he would tuck his butt shake and try like running to the corner he was terrified and he still sometimes does that and he's got a big scar in his butt we don't know what it's from he doesn't like being touched in a few spots because it scares him. And we just learn to work with him so he can work with us. And he just loves to Do endurance, so that's what we do with him. So he hates arenas, so we don't do arenas.
0: Yeah, my mine doesn't hates arenas too. My Hackney hates arenas, so let and and also spooks at all the same stuff. And mine bolted too. Mine was a bolter. We had to work on that because that wasn't any fun. Um, So Natalie, so what mom thinks it's a great idea to send their? How old are you, Kyla? Mm -hmm. 13, 13 year old out on a spooky hackney on trails that are about as wide as six inches. And then you fall down a mountain. So what mom thought that was a great idea? I, I don't know who that was.
4: Well, OK, so the first thing you got to look at our, our ride history. We Our first ride we ever did with um, both Brave and Flash was supposed to be a 50. We got off track, ended up making it about 68 miles and it was out in the mountains in Mount Carmel Junction over by Zion and everything. And those are um, some
2: technical and, trails too, for yes. sure. Um, yeah.
4: And that's where we live is probably some of the most technical um, terrain that's out there. And and I you know we looked at it after I got to Tevis, I was like, huh, yep, this is what we train on. We train <laughs> on some of the most rugged, high elevation and technical trails out there. And and the one thing I know about Flash, he has a lot of self-preservation. He might be a little spooky, but he has no interest in dying. <laughs> and I know that if she's on top of him, he's not going off a cliff. You know, right, I've right. Him, you know, the, what we did on Tevis was no different than the stuff we ride on. And I've watched her and watched him. And so I was like, mm, they'll be fine. <laughs> so which <laughs> one of the horses
2: fine? likes to lead? Out of the two. You know,
4: they really, they really play leapfrog. Um, they go back and forth. It just depends on who is, you know, what where we're at in the trail. Um, we always joke because the reality is Flash is the emotional support pony for my big old horse. <laughs> he loves that pony. And even all the vets recognize that we had to vet together because his heart rate would, you know, shoot up if uh-huh. the pony went anywhere. Um, but on the trail, it just depends. Like during the night time, Brave led because Kylie You know, for her, she felt more secure riding us. For some of the other stuff, Kyla led because the pony was ready to go. Um, So we really just play leapfrog. And they don't really care who leads or who doesn't. They just enjoy cruising out together.
2: Had either of the horses done 100 before Tevis?
4: Yes, Yes, we both did 100 in Scottsdale.
0: And I saw some of the footage from from Tevis. How? Did you ever figure out how many strides your pony has to take to that humongous horse your mom rides? You're you're doing about four strides for every one of Natalie's, I think.
5: Yeah, one. So it, we rode with a horse one time on, I think it was a fifty, and her horse is a little smaller than Brave, and she was watching Flash, and she said, "I have to post two and a half more times than she does <laughs> oh my God. on my horse than Brave." <laughs> so that's oh probably a little more, like maybe oh boy. three times to brave. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: And your pony, I got to give your pony credit. That is the pony of the year. It really should win USEF pony of the year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you. And you should win rider of the year for staying on that pony.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you. No dismounts this year. This
5: ride.
0: Really? You didn't walk at all, Kyla?
5: No, I didn't
4: get off and walk at all wow <laughs> we we got off at the quarter mile mark for the vet in for two of them but otherwise we figured our horses were smarter and we could manage the train better than we could so i have i
0: have a question for kyle about your about your pony's feet because my pony my hackney pony's feet are, are not great they've always been a challenge we do not put shoes on because the speed are so tiny are you put shoes on what did you do about that
5: Well, Flash has always done all his endurance rides barefoot because he can navigate through the rocks, going through them without really hitting them, and he has rock-solid feet. But we do usually put hoof armor on him, but since you have to start with some sort of hoof protection, we started by putting on, um, what are they called, Mom?
4: Scoot boot Skins.
5: Yeah, Two sponsored boot. us. Glue
0: on
4: boot, okay.
5: To to try those on, and we finally found one small enough. And so we tried them out at City of Rocks, and he did a hundred and thirty miles with them, nope. even though they fell off in like the first thirty miles. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <And> then we <laughs> so, <laughs> so then we came right. here at uh, doing Travis, and someone said that they would glue them on for him because my mom has never glued them on and so it wasn't the best. It was a fail in City mom. of Rock, so I needed a
4: professional.
0: <laughs> <laughs> professional gluer.
5: And then Tennessee sponsored and just paid for the shoes to be glued on. And so he got them put on, and they were a great job, but Flash was terrible. He he almost went over the shoe like, twice, like, trying to give him a hug with his front
0: feet
4: mm.
5: on his
0: shoulders.
4: Mm. He was rotten, okay? He doesn't like new people.
0: Yeah, and hackneys so don't like getting their feet, t- uh, you know, even mine doesn't like getting his feet touched at all. He doesn't like getting his feet cleaned. He just doesn't like his feet messed with. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I feel you. <laughs> the-
5: yeah, so the first one fell off at, like, 20... 20- five miles and then the second one 45 and then we pulled the other two off and just put um now i can't think of the word
4: hoof
0: Huff
5: armor. Huff Huff armor on him and he did the rest barefoot
0: well wow. he probably was happier too <laughs> he
4: probably, he probably, yeah he yeah. was oh, way he, happier. So happy <laughs> so there's a video going around a flash coming into forest hill and people you know are complaining saying he's lame and I tell him, I said, look a little closer at that front right boot. It's flopping around. And look into his eyes, and you can see the annoyance. He wasn't uh-huh. lame; he was annoyed. And he said, "These get these things off of me." <laughs> so that's what we did. We pulled them off, and he was much happier without them.
0: And I, I'm going to go back to Natalie here, quick. Sorry, Karen. Uh, I wanted to ask how how is your horse at cooling down? How are you at the vet checks?
4: Um, you know, so he is what, 63 and a big muscle force. And that was, that was probably one of my biggest concerns going into it is the heat. Um, but at the same time or the, the heart rate dropping, but I know him well enough. We've done enough rides that I know his MO. He always comes in high almost. And when we say high, I'm talking about 80 but it'll only take him about a minute or two to drop. And so knowing him and knowing the consistency, I wasn't as concerned. Now, we, as the rest of the country, had a nice heat wave come through. And so we've been sitting at about 115 degrees in where we live for about a month before Tevis. So when we went to Tevis, the horses were like, oh, finally, it break! It's only 100. <laughs> cool down. And, and so the horses, they didn't think anything of the heat. And he actually sat at 56 over 56 the entire ride. every time we came in, everything. So I was, you know, it's one of those, I was prepared to keep him cool. We brought, you know, buckets of ice water. We bought rags. We had soups, everything, preparing for it. But he just handled it just fine. So, you know, it's one of those, everything just fell into place.
2: So let's give a shout out to your crew. Who did you guys have crewing for you?
4: Okay, goodness. So I number one, I knew I needed someone that could do the job, work and be the leader, and I picked Sheila Wetter. She is our trainer, my best friend, instructor, and she's the crazy lady that got Kyla that crazy pony. <laughs> <laughs> and so she is she's a breeder in saddlebred. She's been in the horse world since she was, you know, born. Her mom's been breeding. And she is when it comes to all business, she knows how to do it. So I picked her as my head crew. And then we had a gal named Casey Orr. she's a junior. I knew that Kyla needed a best friend to support her through it. And so I picked her and I knew Casey would do whatever. um, Sheila said, just you just have her lead. And then next I picked my husband because even though he's allergic to horses and hay and everything else, he'd be there for me. And then I picked my mom and dad. And those three are not the horse people, but those three are the people that I knew would take care of me and Kyla. They would do whatever needed, and I knew they never even questioned we finished. It, it wasn't even an option. They just knew, we're going to finish, so this is the game plan, and this is where we're going to be. And that's it. That was our crew.
2: So, Kyla, tell me, what was your favorite part of the ride?
5: I loved Cougar Rock.
2: Going <laughs> it was so fun. You know, I knew you um, were going to say that. I don't know how I knew, but I knew. <laughs> yeah, because
5: everyone's always excited about Cougar Rock. A famous rock, and I'm like, after I got up, I'm like, I just went up a famous rock. It was so fun. And like, to want for Flash to launch up that rock because he, because I held him back so Brave could go first, so I could hold his energy in. He didn't like it, so he (laughs) ran up the rock as fast as he could, (laughs) and it was just so fun.
0: Well, you guys, you both did great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Congratulations, Kyla. Now you're going to outgrow that pony at some point. You know that, right? What, what are you going to pass? Are you going to pass your hackney pony on to somebody else to ride? Flash.
5: Well, I've been letting my sister ride in and until she grows out of him, but he's kind of hard for her, so she's choosing between him and another horse, like. Usually he doesn't, she doesn't really ride him, but she does when she's alone with him. And after she grows out, I'm going to keep them forever and you, ever.
0: Oh. <laughs> I love him. Well, you know, you can hook yeah. him up to a cart at some point and, and you can do distance driving.
3: Um,
0: <laughs> she's not interested in that. Right. That's... <laughs> That's
2: no, so she wants I'm to keep be. going over Cougar
4: Rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, you won't do that in a cart. <laughs>
4: We did think it would be kind of funny when we were at Tevis. We Kyla got to meet Kathy Perry, who just finished, you know, got her twenty fourth buckle, and we realized Kathy is smaller than Kyla. And I thought maybe Kathy wants to ride Flash and Tevis, <laughs> but I we'll said I don't want anyone to do breaking it. bones. <laughs> I don't want anyone to break their
2: bones.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys. We appreciate you being on.
2: Thanks. Thanks for joining us. well thank you
4: it's been fun sharing this little pony with the world
0: yeah well you're gonna keep sharing because everybody wants to talk to kyla and they all want to hear about flash so (laughs) i i see a few more interviews in your future well how much fun is that and she sounded so excited still she sounded a little tired as a matter of fact let's be honest when we called we got him out of bed uh, we well actually, uh, Natalie was out of bed, but Kyla was still in bed. She had to go rouse she wasn't her up.
2: great going yet?
0: <laughs> We're only a couple days after Tevis, so she's still recovering. And apparently, they're doing tons of interviews. Uh, their local news had them on. They, She said they did three interviews yesterday. So, Kyla, if she sounded like she was, she's an old hat at this. She's a pro she, at yeah, it now. Yeah. <laughs> We're always afraid when we get kids on, especially her age, about them being able to talk and, you know, just being quiet. And she was like an old pro. And <laughs> cougar rock for a little pony must be interesting.
2: It, yes, but you can see in the photos that that pony was just loving every minute of it. I mean, it was so determined. You could just see that it was like going for it the whole time.
0: (laughs) Talk about guts. Kyla has guts to ride a naughty little pony in the situation that she was in there. That takes some guts. So good good on uh-huh. you, Kyle. <laughs> and mom <laughs> riding that huge thing she was riding. We're going to post a picture of them together in our show notes so you get to see both of them. And she's riding that huge <laughs> saddlebred. who, you know, she said they did, people didn't know a gate. She probably didn't know a gate either because I've...
2: Five I, gates.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've driven horses like that before, and you're never quite sure what they're doing up there. <laughs> it's like, are they in the way? You know, what are they doing? They're sometimes switching between them, and it's whatever is oh, comfortable gosh. for them is what they tend to do yeah yeah so anyway that was fun thank you for arranging that (laughs) i appreciate it and we're going to look up for a lot more from kyla in the future no matter what horse she's riding she'll be she'll be a a force to reckon yes
2: she'll be one of those juniors that you know when she grows up she'll be able to ride anything
0: yep (laughs) exactly (laughs) well you got some more juniors coming on don't you tell us about that
2: Yes, we do. We have the uh, FEI Endurance World Championship for Young Riders and Juniors. We have the entire team coming up, and this ride coming up is on September 9th, and they are getting ready right now to ship their horses overseas, and we're going to be joining the three of them.
0: We have Charlie uh, Dugan from Muncie, Charlie. Pennsylvania. And then we have Alex Champeau mm-hmm. from Colorado Springs, Colorado. And, well, we have two from Pennsylvania. And then Megan Wirt, who's the youngest, at 14, from Spring Hills, Pennsylvania. So uh, there we have two Pennsylvanias and a Colorado. And they're going to be coming up. But first, we have to talk about what hoof boots that you use when you ride Tevis.
2: Yes, I have done Tevis. Well, on Bo, he did all six of his Tevis completions using Renegades. Um, we did them, did the ride one year with the strap on boots. And then usually I did the glue on boots, which I have a love, hate relationship with. I, um, you know, they're wonderful for a ride like Tevis, or if you want to have them on for a week or so, um, cause you just put them on and leave them. You don't got to worry about anything um the strap-ons also are my preference, but you know for some rides if you really just don't want to have to worry about your hoof protection, then you go with the glue-ons. But the strap-on boots are nice because they're so easy. Um they come in multiple different colors. They have a couple of different models uh depending on your horse's hoof shape, and they are made in the United States. And you can find more about Um, Renegade Hoof Boots at RenegadeHoofBoot.com. All
0: right, very good. Well, let's meet the 2021 FEI Endurance World Championship Young Rider Team for the United States. Well, we have Alex on here with us, who apparently is training with the whole team together. Where are you guys at right now, Alex?
6: We are in Woodstock or Fort Valley, Virginia.
0: Oh, cool. And you're training there before you head over to Europe?
6: Yes, we are.
0: And when do you leave?
6: We leave, the horses will leave about August 1st, and so all three of us will probably go around to that time.
0: Wow, that's coming up. August
6: 31st, yeah.
0: So that's terrific. So this is not your first time going to a world championships. How old were you when you went to your first one?
6: I was 17.
0: And were you scared to death? Was it just, <laughs> where'd you go? Where was it?
6: It was in Pisa, Italy. Oh, cool. So um I was a little nervous. Um I had a really good horse and he had done the um World Equestrian Games the year before. Oh cool. So I wasn't really worried about him at all.
0: You were more worried about you.
6: Yeah, I'm like I just gotta hold on. He'll do it.
0: <laughs> just stay in the saddle. <laughs> yeah. And what was Italy like? Did you like Italy?
6: It was amazing. Um, the Leaning Tower was the coolest part of the whole trip I didn't see that. <laughs> so, other than the whole race, of course. And you but, ate good
0: food, I assume, while you were there too.
6: We had pizza probably every single day. <laughs> so, yes, we had great food.
0: <laughs> now, whose pizza's better, ours or theirs?
6: Um, I think I like theirs better.
0: Yeah, I, but you better say that, I think, or the Italians are going to be really mad at you. So,
6: <laughs> well, my dad's a chef, so I have to be careful what I say about food sometimes. <laughs> oh,
0: true, true. So exactly. now this year, you're heading off to a completely different environment. You're heading off to the Netherlands, and are you looking forward to it?
6: Um, yes, I am definitely looking forward to it.
0: So what do you know about the track this year in the Netherlands? What have you been told?
6: I've been told it's pretty flat. It's got a lot of turns, so I just have to not go too fast, right? Um, and then there's some sandy spots, but overall, it's supposed to be a really nice, pretty fast course. So it should be fun. Well,
0: that's neat. And for for non uh, non endurance riders out there, when you go to the World Championship for young riders and juniors, how how many miles do you go? What what's the setup like?
6: It's 75 miles or 120 kilometers.
0: Got it. Okay. Well, that's that's almost a Tevis, right? It's pretty close. Almost. Pretty close. <laughs> so tell us about your horse. What horse are you taking this time? Is it the same one as last time?
6: No. So I'm taking um, Fine Cut Gold. She's um, like 15.3 gray mare. She looks like a greyhound right now. She looks awesome. So... <laughs> I'm excited.
0: So what what are her strong points and her weak points?
6: Well her strong point she loves to canter. that's all she wants to do is canter all day long. Um, and she's got a great mind like I'm not worried the start will have over a hundred horses just straight down a chute. I'm not worried about it. She's pretty calm mentally. Um, her weak points is she's got a long back and um, I'm a little worried about, um, coming into the vet checks because she can be a little um, hyper in the vet checks. On trail, she's perfect, but in the vet checks, she's a little. Um, we usually have to put a chain and have a nice calm groom with her to calm her down so she can go through the vet checks and not
2: run anybody over. <laughs> <laughs> so who who else is on your team? Tell us about your teammates.
6: So um, first is Charlie Dugan. She's, um, she's actually been one of my great friends for the past year. She's riding, I think right now she's riding her own horse, Rue, or Southern Justice. Um, they're a great team. They're so much fun to ride with, and um, I think Charlie's going to do great. And then um, Megan Wirt. Now Megan's 14. She's a little nervous about her first world Championship. But um, sure. At 14,
0: I think she has a right she's to be.
6: <laughs>
0: wow. oh, yeah.
6: She's only 14. Wow. But she's riding the horse that I rode two years ago. And so he's steady Eddie. He'll get it done and she just has to hang
2: on. So <laughs> she's got this. Wow. Now are either of them there with you? I understand you're in the barn this morning.
6: Yes. We got the vet here and the farrier here and a lot of people
2: here. Wow! Now would either any of them like to join us? Can we talk to any of them? Are they available?
6: Yes, I have to go get them. One second.
2: <laughs> well, hi, Charlie. Um, I'm so excited for you guys going over to the Netherlands. Tell us just a a, a little bit about your horse.
1: Um, so I'm riding my own horse, Rue. His registered name is Southern Justice. And, um, we got him from Connie Cottle and she received him from a little, uh, show stable in Kentucky. So he was a failed show horse and he had never done endurance before. He's uh, nine years old and he's just as sweet as he can be. He's a little reactive though. And we love him to death. So what, how long have you been riding endurance? Um, I started in 2019, and then I started FBI in 2020. Okay, wow, you moved up really fast, didn't you?
0: <laughs> That's only two years, and you're going to world championships. That's pretty good, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you must be a natural.
1: Yeah, That's- my um my mom has been doing endurance for over a decade as well so that helps
0: hey karen sure. can i ask her a question so so we asked alex what was the strong points and the weak points of her horse i'm going to ask you what are your strong points and weak points as a rider
1: um as a rider as you just heard i'm not as experienced as someone like alex is or she's this is her second time going to the worlds and Obviously, I don't have as much experience. I've only been doing endurance for a short time period. And the horse that I'm riding is very uh, reactive. And I just started riding him this year. So he's definitely like um, a little ballistic missile that I have to contain.
0: (laughs) Karen knows about those. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gosh, we wish you the best of luck. Char, you go by charlie
1: yeah
0: okay good luck charlie and uh have fun in the netherlands
1: thank you well thanks
2: megan for joining us this morning so give us a little rundown on how you and your team are preparing and your training and what's involved with that
7: um, so we've been obviously riding a lot. Uh, we do a lot of riding every day for a couple hours, and we all live together in the same house, so we've gotten to know each other really well and been kind of forming a good relationship and friendship, and we work really well together. Oh, good. And you're with Valerie
2: Canavy in Virginia, aren't yes. you? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and how long have you been training for this?
7: Um, a couple months ever since really the beginning of June when it all kind of became real, and <laughs> we, we made the team. Were you the excited and nervous
0: at the same time, Megan? Just to...
7: yes, very much more nervous than excited when I first got the news.
0: Is, um, it, is this your first time traveling overseas at all?
7: Yes.
3: Oh my
0: gosh! Yes, it is. she went she had to go get a passport quick (laughs) i I did yeah (laughs) megan this is fascinating for you though and how exciting to get to one travel overseas for the first time go to the netherlands which is going to be a completely different world for you and also get to ride in the world championships did you ever think five years ago this would be happening
7: no, five years ago, I didn't even know this really existed, to be honest. I was just riding along on my little pony and thought that was the only thing I'd ever do.
0: <laughs> well, you're going to be riding along on your little pony. It's just going to be, there's going to be windmills around. Um, yeah. <laughs> how are the ponies with windmills? Have we practiced that yet?
7: Mm, no, there's no windmills around
0: here. <laughs> I don't know if you're actually going to see. You'll see windmills, but I don't know if you're going to ride past
7: them. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> what are you most excited about, and what are you most nervous about?
7: Um, I'm most excited about just being part of the team for once, because endurance riding is such an individual sport. We don't really get to be part of a team, and that I think that's really cool. And then I'm most nervous about just the race in general. I've never ridden with that many people around before, and it's a big venue. I'm in a different country, and I, other people from different countries, kind of intimidating.
0: Yeah. Well, and I've seen the start of a few of the FEI races, and I would recommend being toward the back because it's nuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Yeah.
7: <laughs>
0: You would think they were going on a 100-yard dash and not a 100-mile <laughs> ride. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, good luck to all of you. We'll be rooting for you guys. And you know what? Above all, put the pressure aside and just have fun. That's what this is supposed to be all about, right? Yes.
7: Yeah.
0: Well, I, good luck, Megan.
2: Yes, good luck. Thank you.
0: Well, Karen, I know we're recording this a couple of weeks ahead of when it's going to come out, but uh, I had been seeing your posts over the last week or two, and it seems like every year now you're dealing with fires in your area, and that you're having to pack your bags and get ready to bug out.
2: Well, we were. We got a alert telling us to pre- what they call prepare to evacuate versus you know just evacuate. So prepare we assumed meant. You know, get ready so that if you have to bug out real quick, you can, you know, minus the time it takes to just load all the animals and go. So we got everything hooked up, the water filled up in the rig and everything ready. Um, Made sure I had um, dog food, horse food, people food, whatever, uh, everything ready. And for those that don't live in an area where you haven't had to evacuate, Trust me, you want to have these things planned out ahead of time if you can. You know, your paperwork, your insurance, um, your titles, your, you know, le- le- any legal kind of stuff. I was just going to say, um, you have
0: to pack all your household stuff you don't want burned up, too. I mean, exactly. Yeah.
2: You've got to have it all ready to go because you may not have a lot of time. Some of the people... Over in Markleyville that did lose their homes. They said from the time they got a notice to when the flames were coming down the hill towards them and they barely got out, they literally had like an hour or Mm -hmm. less. So when you figure... You know, you don't want. You, you know, it's going to take a certain amount of time to hook up your trailer, load your horses, load your animals, and then you've got to decide what am I taking? Yeah, from you're the in house? panic
0: mode at that point. You're so, in panic mode right. at
2: that point. So even though we weren't in a mandatory or or whatever evacuation status, we were told to prepare. We, you know, we got all the warnings, so we got everything hooked up and ready, and we're still hooked up and ready, even though the fire right now is probably 70 percent contained but it ended up burning like sixty-eight thousand acres Mm. and it 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 came i mean the fire started over in california and it burned all the way over here i'm in nevada a few miles away and it started as a quarter acre
0: and it had to go over a few mountains mountains to get to you i mean oh yeah yeah. it was
2: burning all through mountains and rugged terrain and could you uh, see the fire this time Oh, well, yeah, this it was like doomsday. It was really scary. I mean, it was the sky was dark black. It, you had that um glow from, you know, when there's a fire, it just it was like this weird glow. But and you couldn't breathe because the air quality was so bad. You couldn't I couldn't see two houses down from me um, down the street. I couldn't see any mountains around me. And it was just it, it was like, yeah, we we weren't just sitting and waiting to see if, it, you know what I mean? It's like we were ready. We weren't going to take So a, where a, would a, you this, go?
0: I mean, with the horses?
2: Well, they decided, um, that, and this was kind of one of the dumb things I think our county needs to reevaluate. They had arranged um, dur- for a three-day livestock show at our local fairgrounds. So we couldn't go there to evacuate. So we had to go to the next town over if, if we had livestock. And they weren't al- and they weren't allowing small animals either. So, you know, I kind of had an issue with that because you know, most people with horses are gonna have a dog or more than one dog or a cat. And it's like, well, are 10 did dogs
0: those- and 12 cats. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: we're you know, you you do have a lot of people with livestock, and it's like, well, where do you expect them to go if they can't go to the evacuation centers because they can't go there if they've got a dog with them, you know? And so it was kind of complicated and confusing. So I was kind of helping my friends figure out that did have to evacuate where they could go, where they could take all of their animals at once. And I think that's that, that to me was a failure as far as my county was concerned that they didn't have any way or means to help the people that did need to evacuate more than one kind of animal. It just wasn't there. So, um, you know, that was kind of stressful for a lot of people. And I think most of us we're all helping each other out with figuring out where they could go and other friends and other, you know, ranches and places where they could take all the animals that they had. And then, of course, you've always got the people that wait till the last minute and then had to evacuate and leave all their animals because even though they had a, a full day's notice, they didn't take it seriously. And that's, you know, and we've talked about this on the show uh, more than once uh, you know, uh, about you've got to be prepared and you've got to be ready and you can't wait till the last minute. Because you don't want to be that person that has to leave your animals behind, not knowing, you know, what could possibly happen, you know, in this in this kind of a
0: situation. So, well, but right I'm now... I'm glad that you're okay so far.
2: Yeah, thanks. Jeez. It's, um, they've got the whole northern and... Um, well, how is there part. anything left to
0: burn there? You've been doing this every year.
2: <laughs> I know. You know, and it's just... It's scary at night when you can see, uh, you know, even though everything is smoked in and it's dark, see you the glow. still see the flames mm. and the glow coming up over the mountain. Yeah, that's got to be spooky. And, you know, especially when the wind is driving it straight for you and you're like, oh my gosh. You know, that. And, and I think that is what saved my neighborhood at least is that we have previous years burns. So there's less fuel. And so when the fire got to that, it just kept going the way that the fuels were still there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the other fun part is just a, couple miles south of me is one of those super fun sites from a mine that was polluted and the fire ripped right through that and everybody was a little bit concerned about you know the toxic you know radiation turning into ashes and embers flowing through the whole region you know (laughs)
0: it's
2: like great what else could go wrong it's you know after a year after covid what else could there be you know
0: jeez Well, I'm glad you're okay, and uh, you know I knew you'd be ready. How many times have we done emergency preparedness on this show? So I know. uh, I knew you'd be ready to roll out and your horses load and all of that. Uh, You'd get out of there, and you know if you have to, if the fire just keeps coming, you can always come to Florida. So we okay, okay. yeah, (laughs) we'll take
2: you in. (laughs) Yes, I had a lot of people offering, especially because. You know, when you start having a week or two weeks of this bad fire smoke and air quality, yeah, the horses too
0: breathing. Just
2: it you know, and cuz we use an evaporative cooler that works most of the time really well, except that it relies on blowing air, you know, water cooled air through your house. So you can't use it when there's fire smoke cuz it blows the fire smoke right into your house. Gotcha. And then like the other morning it was like to make things even worse a skunk sprayed. <laughs> oh
0: great. So just what you not needed. only
2: yeah not only is it like 90 100 degrees and there's fire smoke and the air quality sucks but now we've got the skunk. <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> like oh my gosh. <laughs> there's no good way to get rid of a skunk either. There's just no good way.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so yeah, this, So, yeah, I don't have a lot of really cool adventures to talk about this (laughs) recently anyways.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, thank you for putting this together today. Thank you for getting a little Kayla on. Uh, That was great. Kyla. Kyla. Yeah. Kyla. Yep. Little Kyla on. Uh, So uh, I do. If we are on our trip right now, we should be doing a trail ride at this moment uh, in Michigan. So, oh, good. Yeah, we should be in Michigan. Marie was leading a trail ride, and oh, there was going to be good. a bunch of people coming out. So Jennifer should be on trail. I'd be on my bike taking the video uh, of everybody oh, else good. doing the trail ride. So hopefully that's where it. we are and what we're Someone's doing. Got to document it. And then on <laughs> Thursday, we'll be at Frankie Lovato's house. Everybody that listens to the show knows Frankie, and that's uh, that's also a meetup. And, and then in uh, Akron, Ohio, over the weekend and then pennsylvania and maryland and all of that coming up you can find all of the meat updates if you want to come out and get some free food and say hi to fellow listeners go to uh, horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner at the top of the page well and where can they follow your adventures
2: envy endurance rider i'm on twitter or facebook
0: very good thank you karen